With his growth this past season, a lot of Bulls fans have now adopted the mindset that Kobe White should be our starting point guard. We're going to talk about the case against that and what the numbers tell us with Kobe White in the starting lineup. We're also going to ask, should the Bulls go after Rory Hachimura in free agency? That plus the mailbag coming right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. If you want to follow me right off the top, you can do so at CEO Hayes on every social media platform. You can also follow the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform, which we're going to get a little bit more active on social media here, posting clips, things like that. We'll get to work. Don't worry about that. But we're going to get into the topics for today. And starting off, I want to talk about Kobe White. Now, Kobe White has had tremendous growth as a playmaker, ball handler, defender, all the season, even him picking his shots a little bit better than what he did in, prior in his career. And he said it, right? And, and I've said it before as well. If Kobe White can be a starting point guard on this league, now is the best time to do so rather than any other time in his career as he now probably has the skill set to be a starting point guard in this league. But with that being said, not all things are created equal, right? You have to be, and I've said this before with many different players and things like that, when it comes to starting at the NBA level, right? And, and giving that, it's a couple of things that have to come together. And that is you have to be in the right situation with the right coaching staff and the right rotation around you to really maximize what you, what you can be as a starter. Not everybody on every situation and every rotation is going to be or have that same impact. Now, one of the things that I am concerned about right, with the Chicago Bulls this offseason is that they do re-sign Kobe White. They interject him in as a starting point guard, maybe go out and sign a shooter or two, and then they say, hey, Let's run it back, right? We, we, we believe in the growth that Kobe White has had. He's going to be our starting point guard. And while this isn't an indictment on Kobe at all, right? Kobe, in most situations and in a lot of teams, I would not even argue that. But with this specific team, unless we have wholesale changes either in the manpower or the way Billy Donovan runs offense, I am worried that starting Kobe White will actually take away from things that Kobe White does best. When you look at Kobe White, and in the lineups that he was best in, right, one of the lineups he was best in had a net rating of plus 29.3. Now, we only got to see 62 minutes of this lineup, but this was Kobe White, Patrick Williams, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, and Pat Bev. What does that mean? Kobe White still was not the point guard. It actually pushed Zach Levine back to being the three, which we I'm surprised that uh, that rotation was as good as what it was, but that rotation alone had an offensive rating of 137.3, a defensive rating of 100.8, with that point differential of 29.3. They also had a, uh, a, a great assist-to-turnover ratio at positive 3.07. Basically, what that lineup tells you is that that lineup, with an, with an actual point guard and with Kobe White's improved passing and playmaking ability, Move the ball around extremely well. That 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 lineup limited turnovers as well. And on top of that, that lineup had a 74% defensive rebounding percentage, which is bananas, right? An overall rebounding percentage of 51.4. That was by far the best lineup that Kobe White was in last season. So what does that tell us? That tells us that Kobe White is even more effective. His playmaking, his ball handling, when you have an actual point guard out there with him, it actually highlights that right and his personal numbers in that he averaged in that time period a a pace 
of 17 points per game. Now, it's not he didn't average 17 points per game in that lineup specifically only because they only played a total of 62 minutes together. But that was one of Kobe White's most impactful and effective lineups that he was in last season. Now, let's do basically that same lineup with him being the point guard. So a lineup with Kobe White, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, Nikola Vucevic. Now, while that lineup still did have a great net rating of 10.9, which is still positive, now that lineup also played 81 minutes together, and they had a defensive rating of 116.9, an offensive rating of 127.7, and they had a, a turnover assist to turnover differential of 1.11. So what does that say? That's still a positive, a positive assist to turnover ratio, but the difference in that ratio is that you are still turning the ball over a lot more. The rebounding rate of that lineup as well, as I get back to my numbers, the, the rebounding rate of that lineup was still 50% overall, 74% defensive rebounding, and 20% offensive rebounding rate. So again, that's a, a still a solid lineup, and that's, and that's why I say this isn't a complete indictment against Kobe White, the player, right? This, what I'm saying in this is nothing about a negative about Kobe White as a player. It's more so about how you utilize Kobe White. The ways that we saw Kobe White's game grow last season were in, was in him having the ball in his hands, things effectively going through him. And so unless Billy Donovan is going to insert Kobe White into that starting lineup and then he's going to use him as the primary ball handler, I don't think we see that same impact from Kobe White. Again, and that's not on him. That is on the rotation and, and, and the manpower he's out there with, right? The lineup he's out there with. So while I, I, I do think, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I've admitted this before, is that I do think the more likely outcome is Kobe White's probably going to be our starting point guard next season. I just hope that that comes with Billy Donovan utilizing him correctly, right, and allowing him a chance and an opportunity. Now, if it doesn't work, okay, you have DeMar to default back to, right? You have Zach Levine out there. You can do some other things. But I hope that if Kobe White does end up winning this starting point guard role, which I'm not against at all, that it either comes with some lineup changes or it comes with Billy Donovan actually adapting the system to the to the power, the manpower that we, he would have out there at that time. What those numbers tell us is that Kobe White is, has been better. And this is why I think a lot of Bulls fans, and me included, understand what Kobe's worth is as a six-man because you can have everything go through him on that bench. Unless you're going to do that same type of thing, which would take the ball out of Zach Levine's hands, which isn't a problem here. Run more catch and shoots for Zach Levine. It would take the ball out of DeMar DeRozan's hands, and I don't know if Billy Donovan is, is ready yet to do the, uh, take that necessary step and to stand up to DeMar in that area. DeMar has become a safety valve for head coach Billy Donovan. And unless that changes, I don't think that inserting Kobe White into the starting lineup, we're going to get the best out of Kobe or it's the best situation to put him in after having one of his career best years. Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. Just something I wanted to think about, kind of break down, you know, and, and, and talk about again. And I just want to make it clear. I understand and, do, and do, do think that Kobe has played well enough for an opportunity to start or at the very minimum to be the first player off the bench still getting starter level minutes. I just have to look at it for what this team is. Now, the team on paper can completely change in this offseason. But as of right now, if we're talking about put just changing Kobe into that starting lineup, maybe signing some shooters to bring in, because we're not going to get everything. You're not going to get a point guard, shooters, and, and some size on this roster all in one offseason. Unless those things do happen, right? I just worry that we would be re-signing Kobe White to just put him in a situation that's not going to be best 
or represent the the way that he had his growth last season? You guys can let me know what you think on that one down below. All right, so next up, I want to talk about a player specifically, and this is a player that's still in the playoffs, and maybe I'm caught up in the moment. But I'm going to ask the question is, should the Chicago Bulls pursue Roy Hachimura in this free agency? And there's a couple of reasons why I'm thinking that, right? We'll talk about his numbers here in a second um, and what, what he can be as far as that in, in that, air, that realm. But more so, I want to talk about how this could happen, right? When you look at the, the Los Angeles Lakers in their cap situation now with the changing CBA, right? They're going to be thrust into a situation to where they either have to pay Russell and Austin Reeves and, and that's going to leave a man like Roy Hachimura out, right? We talked about before how the new CBA really limits teams that are operating above the luxury tax in the way that they can add players to teams, right? And that's not even to say what some people are rumoring, and that is that the Los Angeles Lakers go after Kyrie Irving this offseason. And if they do that, best be prepared. They're going to be a tough team in the Western Conference for the next handful of years. But when you look at what they're already paying, LeBron James, AD, and that I don't think they want to allow Austin Reeves to go away like they did. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Um, Alice Caruso when we got him and I do think that they are going to be motivated to re-sign D'Angelo Russell unless they do get Kyrie but even if they do get Kyrie you're then still replacing a, a probably at that point even higher salary so it makes that Roy Hachimura uh, re-signing maybe unlikely Roy Hachimura absolutely could be a potential cap casualty for the Chicago I mean for the Los Angeles Lakers and hopefully the, the Bulls will be a be in a situation to take advantage of that now when you look at Roy Hachimura He's uh, the Bulls are going to have that mid-level exception level money, right? And if they can convince him to come to the team for that, you're then getting a player that that this season between the Lakers and the Wizards has averaged 11.2 points per game, 4.5 rebounds per game on 48% shooting, and also his three-point shooting, 29% three-point shooter with the Lakers, 33% three-point shooter with the Washington Wizards this season, averaging about two and a half threes per game, right? Also, this is a player that his defensive rating isn't bad. It's not amazing either, but it isn't bad. Is he the 3 and D shooter that we need in free agency? Not per se, right? But I do look, especially if we're still having Patrick Williams come off the bench this season, which, again, I hope that he plays well enough to where he's not, but he has to earn that. Roy Hachimura could be a signing for the Chicago Bulls that they could go after. It could pay off huge for them. You look at, at his age as well. He fits that timeline. 
only 25 years old, has still shown some growth in this game. And I think how he's played with the Lakers has opened up some people's minds into what he can be. Is he a first option, second option, or maybe even third option scoring? No, but he's a high-level role player that can come in, that understands how to get his spots. I do think you need a point guard with him as well, but he understands how to get his spots, and he does not shy away from the moment. I look at Roy Hachimura as being like, no, this is not like a jewel of a free agent signing or anything, but I do look at, at, at him coming in as a player that you can play and in multiple lineups. He can play the three. He can play the four, especially with his height on this size. He may play some small ball five. That's a joke, I hope. But, you know, with Billy Donovan coaching, you never know. Um, but so that's how I look at it. And, I, and again, kind of where I'm focused at, at least at the onset of this free agency and my coverage there, it's really players that are that are slated to be at that mid-level exception or lower realm because I just don't see the Bulls spinning over that and going into the luxury tax. But let me know what you guys think down below. Do you think that Roy Hachimura could be a good free agent target for the Chicago Bulls this offseason? All right, before we go, we got one voicemail that I want to get into. This one is from Ant the Big Homie. What up, Hayes? It's your boy, Ant the Big Homie. And I got a couple, I guess, comments I want to make about the Bulls. I strongly think that DeMar has to go. I think we reached our ceiling with him. He gave us fantastic offensive games. But overall, A, he's stopping Vooch from being Vooch because he's predominantly the more down low player forcing Vooch to shoot more threes than we're comfortable with him taking because Vooch got to give him the space down low. B, he's stopping Patrick Williams' growth. And in order for Patrick Williams to be that dude, DeMar has to go. So a couple things I think we should look for with trading DeMar, I think Dallas might look at him. I think if we offer DeMar, you know, maybe maybe Drummond or someone, to Dallas for um, Christian Wood and Norman Powell and some more, you know, throw-ins to match salaries, I think that would benefit us tremendously. Because now you have legitimate power for height. I'm not saying Patrick Wood is not a legitimate power for You can play the four. You know, the NBA is multi-position now, really positionless. But it, at times, we just need a bigger body at the four position to help because we do a lot of switching, which leaves Patrick Williams on the wing guarding the best perimeter defenders when we switch. And that's taking him from down low to getting the rebounds. And a lot of people say he can't rebound his position. He can, but due to the switching, he's at the – Three-point line guarding, guarding the shooter. So it's taking him away from the basket to be a, a, a legitimate, you know, elite rebounder. So, A, we need to look into stop switching so damn much, play man defense so we can be in position to get the rebound so we won't be dominated on the glass. That's my thoughts. Let me know what you think. Patrick Williams needs DeMar to go for him to be that guy. Appreciate it, bro. Love you always. All right. Ant says DeMar has to go. And no, I understand why. And I think when you look at the fit with him and Vooch, I think people forget that Vooch came in with his best three-point shooting season ever. 40% from three-point range, right? His, his highest season after that thing was about 36. That was about two years prior. But Nikola Vucevic has only had one season where he was a high-volume, high-percentage three-point shooter. It just, it just was. Now, I think what the Bulls looked at that is they said, hey, if this is something that Vooch can't sustain – we can bring in DeMar. It's going to free up space for DeMar to operate in the mid-range, and then Vooch can get to work from three-point range. What we then found out is that Vooch is not that three-point shooter, and that's fine. Where he thrives at is some of the same areas that DeMar DeRozan, albeit in different ways. And it hasn't affected Nikola Vucevic's game. 
when you talk about the P. Will part of it. I think P- it opens up more shots for P. Will and other players, but P. Will still has to own his own development and his aggressive aggression level and being focused and just coming into play every single day, finding out how he can impact the game every single day. Now, I do think that the Bulls should look to, to should explore trade market for DeMar DeRozan, but that is kind of my mindset. Not That's not DeMar, DeMar DeRozan exclusive. Every player that's over 30 on an expiring deal, I think you should explore what their value is on the market to see what you can get back rather than risk losing that player for nothing. That's just my mindset, right? And so I do think that the Bulls should absolutely be looking to see what they can get for DeMar DeRozan. Do I think it's likely that he's gone? No. I don't. I don't. I'm just. I don't have the faith that the Bulls are going to do and make the changes necessary that would would indicate. Hey, let's go ahead and move Demar. I think Demar is kind of. I, I just don't think that AK is going to move him. Now, if I'm wrong by that, I wouldn't hate being wrong by that. But you have to move him in the right deal. I do see the positives, as you said, in moving Demar. The one thing as well that I think we have to realize too is that it's not going to be a one for one. You're not going to move Demar, and all of a sudden, even with more shots, Patrick Williams is going to turn. And to the guy, it's going to jumpstart that trajectory, hopefully. But if the Bulls are willing, sometimes you have to get worse to get better. And initially, if the Bulls do trade DeMar DeRozan and that moves Patrick Williams into, yes, and as you said, he doesn't have to move to three. He can be, be fine at four. But if you keep him at four, but he gets more shots, he's more involved in the offense at that point in time, you have to realize that that may come with losing some games. And I think that the Bulls are more primed this season to do that than any season. When you look at it in 2024, they own their own first-round pick. And if you can develop Kobe, Patrick Williams, Dalen Terry more in a season and then add a high-level pick to it, all right, cool. But I don't know if AK and Eversley are ready to accept maybe taking a bit of a step back as a team to eventually take that step forward. I don't know if they're willing to do that. And that is the biggest question in this situation for me, right? And so looking at the potential of moving DeMar, I'm not against it. You guys know I'm not against it. I just think, I guess we got to wait and see what this team does and what they're willing to do in free agency. Um, but I do agree with a lot of points that you made, and you made a lot of great points there. I also think one that you didn't mention, it does maybe open a more clear path for Dale and Terry to get more minutes as well. You can, you can make that, that, that lineup and our play style a little bit more modern in that time also. So we'll see what it means for the Chicago Bulls. Um, and if they, if they do something like that here in this offseason, and I, I really do hope that they're exploring all avenues to drastically improve this team. So we'll see. But that's it for my, that's my time for today. Uh, make sure you follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail for the mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, Go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.